0: Pour yourself a sweet tea, pull up a lawn chair, and turn the page with us. You're listening to Right on Mississippi, a podcast taking you inside the minds of America's treasured wordsmiths. I'm Ellen Rogers, and Right on Mississippi is produced in partnership with Mississippi Public Broadcasting for the Mississippi Book Festival and the South's Literary Lawn Party. So, Helen, we are so glad you are here with us. I. Think you are one of the funniest people on the planet. I stalk you on every way that I possibly can. My love for you began uh, with American Housewife, and Southern Lady Code is one of the best things I've ever read in my life. So I cannot wait to talk (laughs) to you about this. I love it. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my goodness! Thank you so much for having me. Um, So. Let's just get down to it. Let's Why do it. are you the way you are? Because it is delightful, and we want to talk about it.
1: <clears throat> Why am I the way that I am? Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is I fail a lot, and that's okay. You know, I had character a... Character building. It's character building. Mm-hmm. It's a life lesson. I had a book come out 20 years ago. And that was the last time I was at Lemuria Bookstore. It was 20 years ago for Eating the Cheshire Cat, oh, which yeah. I wrote straight out of grad school. And I went on a book tour, went to Lemuria, went into the, the fancy, you know, oh, fancy book room. room and oh, I got yeah. Ann Patchett's um, second book, The Magician's Assistant, I signed. Love that book. And then I wrote another book, and nobody published it. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote another book. And nobody published that. And then I wrote a third book, and nobody published that either. And then I quit writing, and nobody cares. And so I didn't write for probably three years. And I would meet people at different events. um, And the question was, what do you do? And I didn't say writer anymore, because that just wasn't the case. I said the truth. I'm a housewife. And if there was a second question, there usually wasn't a second question. The question was, what do you do all day? <laughs> a, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Whatever I damn well want to. <laughs> exactly. Freedom. And, you know, in that, those those failing 15 years of writing, because growing up, that's all I wanted to be was a writer. And it went totally according to plan, you know, at the beginning. And through all that failure... I came to embrace and get to know myself outside of the writing life. And when you fail so much, you're just not afraid of failing anymore. So I'm not afraid of throwing a party, you know, and hiding Scrabble tiles all over the house for you to find. You know, I'm I'm not afraid of walking into a poker tournament where I'm one of like six women in a room of thousands. Um, And I'm not afraid to keep trying. And that's what I did um, with American Housewife. I started this anonymous Twitter account, unbeknownst to my husband, (laughs) unbeknownst to my writing group of 24 years, the writers Anna Politano and Hannah Tinti. And um, once I I gained a following with the what I do all day Twitter account, I saw patterns developing in what I was tweeting. And so I wrote a story about a has-been, washed-up writer who goes on a reality Dumpster Diving with the Stars oh, show. So great. Along with John Lithgow and Mario Batali. And I sent that off and it got published by a literary magazine. And then I wrote a story about a book club, because I'm in a book club. Yeah. And what if we recruited a new member who was younger than all of us for more sinister reader, more sinister reasons than reading? <laughs> um And then I sort of fell ass backwards into American Housewife. Nobody was watching. So I am the way I am because um, I fail.
0: Well, you know, I feel like we Southern ladies are real tough cookies. Mm -hmm. And we do fail. Mm -hmm. And we just get right back up and just keep on going and I think that is exactly what you just described to us and that's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I think that's more inspiring than always winning and getting what you want (laughs) quite honestly. Nobody wants to read about that. Nobody cares about that. That is not interesting. No. So I want to talk to you a little bit about
1: you mentioned the poker. I have to just say one thing about that that came to mind. I think about watching Miss America, because I love to watch Miss America. Yeah. And when the singers sing, Mm -hmm. I was raised that when they're doing their opera arias, you look in their mouth and count all the silver fillings. So that's the most... (laughs) That is amazing. That's what's fun about a story. You want to find, you know, the holes. I was about to say, the holes. (laughs) That's so great.
0: But I think you... Do you have so many... I mean, I just identify with you on so many things but i don't with the poker thing i want to talk to you about that Let's talk That's about amazing <laughs> i only know how to play boo right because that's about as good as i don't I can. know what that is you know i feel like it's like is it cards it's like redneck poker
1: oh what does that mean uh, it's it's There's 16 it's a, cards in the deck and they're all, <laughs> they're all kings
0: <laughs> way less way less rules than poker i mean i just feel like everybody's like oh it's so easy once you get you know how to do it but like you're on the national poker circuit Something it's, like, how did that happen? It is an
1: easy game. It really is an easy okay. game. Um, what's not easy is, I think, the stamina and the nerve. And you really have to accept the fact that you are going to lose, Yeah. Uh, especially on the tournament circuit, where if you're cashing 10% of the time, that's a really good record. Um, so it came about... because. My father's a poker player. Oh. Granddaddy was a poker player. And they taught me to play at six years old, sitting at the kitchen table with my grandmother, heating up Oreida french fries in the convection oven. Love an Oreida french um, fry. Yes, a crinkle. I like a crinkle. A crinkle. With Lowry seasoning. Exactly. Lowry makes everything better. It this, does, indeed. This episode is sponsored by Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> and Oreida. <laughs> and Um uh, And... Uh, When I was 21, I met my father in Vegas. We have met um, every year, twice a year to play cards. And about 10 years ago, I started playing tournaments and just connected to tournaments more than a cash game. Because a cash game, you can sit at the table as long as you want, Mm -hmm. as long as you keep pulling out money. But a tournament, you enter a room with 10 people or 8,000 people, and you play down to one. and Oh, my word. it is a place outside of writing, even more so than writing, where I feel my most natural self. Okay. Which is a killer. <laughs>
0: that's right. Well, let's go back to your formative years. So we mm-hmm. know that
1: you started playing poker as a child, so that's just kind of ingrained in I feel in like you. I'm in a second... Um, pubescence with perimenopause right now. <laughs> it's
0: okay. Being being a woman is a journey and we just go up and down and yes. up and down. There's so many phases. Yes. Um, what kind of reader were you when you were a child? You said you always wanted to be a writer, so what inspired that? I, I, I didn't that?
1: always want to be a writer. In, in elementary and middle school, I wanted to be a psychologist part-time hand model. <laughs> oh, God. You know... <laughs> Someone cracks the eggs, and their their beautiful red nails, and, oh, and someone listens to your stories all day um, that you'll only tell a doctor. I mean, that's a pretty great gig. Um, but I was a voracious reader. Mm-hmm. Um, as far back as I can remember, my summers were spent in the libraries. Uh, my mother would let me read anything I wanted as long as it was in a book, and I could check out check it out from the library. You know, she would always say, "As long as you're reading." Which means I hate what you're reading, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but it's your reading. And growing up in Tuscaloosa, you know, a lot of books were banned. So my mother got me, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Oh, yes. You know, um, it's a necessary book. It's a necessary book. And, uh, yeah, I was a voracious, voracious reader because, you know, If you have a book, you're never alone. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. I'm never bored. You're never bored. I, I was delayed two hours coming here from Atlanta, and I just started our new book club book, is it the Trashy, Classic It's the trashy, Classic Trashy book club uh, book. And this month's pick for May is Rebecca oh, I by love Daphne it so much, Dutch. And I've never read it. I've seen <gasps> the movie a million times, but I've never read it. So I was perfectly happy to sit by the window and Oh, and read you are Rebecca. going to love it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's following The Godfather, so... Oh, that's a hard follow. <laughs> it's a hard follow. And the Godfather is pretty
0: good. It's Yeah. Well, it's actually, I mean... The first Godfather movie is one of my most favorite movies really? ever. Really? I, I love it. I've
1: seen it once, and I knew that horse, horse's head in the bed was coming, and I, that's why I didn't read it forever and ever, and then I realized, oh, I can just flip the pages, so I flipped over the horse's head. Yeah, the, I
0: don't, you know, I, I can deal with cruelty to humans a yeah. lot of the
1: time, but animals, I just cannot get down with. This is what I ask you when you give me a book. hmm does the dog die and Mary Miller who is a Mississippi oh. writer who I adore I loved her short story collection oh, Almost yes. Happy Hour and um she sent me her new book Biloxi, which gotcha. is coming out I think next month started it the other fantastic, night Fantastic mm-hmm. but there is a dog on the cover there is. and I said to her Mary I would love to read this but I'm not going to read it if this dog dies <laughs> and she says no the dog doesn't die do, so, do you know about the website does the dog die No Oh, well. I need to know about this. It's called Does the Dog Die? And it's like books and movies. I, and it'll tell you. I can't stand it. I, I can name mm-hmm. the books that I hate because the dog dies. And I sent I sent a blurb to her editor. And I said, first of all, the dog doesn't die. And then I said nice things about the book. And the editor, I don't know, I haven't seen the final copy. So I don't know what my blurb turned out to be, you know, how she edited it. But the editor says, no, we want that to be a surprise for the reader. And I said, no, the reader doesn't want that surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but it is a terrific book, and the dog does not die.
0: I started the other night, and yeah. I can tell that I'm going to love it. Yeah. I think she's just fantastic. She really is. And I don't know who's designing the covers of her books, great. but it is good. They're great. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. So, but I will say the covers of your books are also fantastic. Thank you. I'll, I mean, I just love it. But the I got my advanced reader copy of Southern Lady Code, and Isn't I just looked gorgeous. at it because. This woman on the front of it, I'm just like, well, she's perfection.
1: But she has a little something between her teeth. She does (laughs) have a little something between her teeth. She's still perfect. Her hair is like clump.
0: Her red lipstick is amazing. It's just, this book is a delight. Thank you. So let's talk about how the Southern Lady Code, this book came to being. And okay. what I'm really fishing for is the Southern Lady Code essay. From
1: oh. From American Housewife. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So American Housewife, there's a, a short story in there that's two pages long, and it's called Southern Lady Code. And on the Twitter account, too, I'm constantly tweeting the code because I speak and people say, what do you mean by that? So just the other day I tweeted, um, she means well. Which is Southern Lady code for control oh, freak. freak. You know, some lady who comes into your apartment and straightens all your picture frames. I lost my mother. <laughs> yes. she God means, love her. She means well. She does mean well. Um, or we've met, which yeah. means I remember you because you were horrible to me. But you don't remember me because you're horrible to everyone. Um, and so I just kept doing it. And when I started writing these essays, I realized that... Southern Lady Code kept working its way into all the pieces. There's a little bit of code in every single essay. But moreover, my sort of life code and motto is a Southern Lady Code. And that is what I took to heart when writing this book, which is be funny, be honest, be kind. As our mothers told us, don't be ugly. Not, you know, which means it doesn't mean, you know, shave your unibrow, <laughs> although you should shave your unibrow. You should. Um, it means don't be rude. You know, don't be, you know, don't be unkind. Don't be ugly. So that was the motto with the book, because with the essays, every essay is a love letter. There are love letters to my husband. There are love letters to my friends, to my parents and to myself. <laughs> Um, you love your husband. That is very Isn't apparent. is he darling? He is darling. He is He's darling. a good man. He is a good man. Yeah. Yes, yes. He's Greek. First He's, generation Greek. That is He's right. Imported. That's right. <laughs> darling.
0: Okay. How do people in the South that are not in the South respond to the Southern Lady Code?
1: They, so far, they really like it. Um, it's, uh, so far, they really like it. I think a lot of women... And I'm going to just say women because I write for women. I'm thrilled if a heterosexual man reads me, but I am not writing for heterosexual men. I'm writing for women and gay men. And um, so when I say Southern Lady Code, I think a lot of women often struggle with being direct or saying something um, that they don't want to say. And Southern Lady Code is not being passive-aggressive. It's saying what you need to say, but in a nice way. So if I were to say to you, don't go to that person's apartment, he's handsy. <laughs> what do you think I mean by that?
0: Uh, he's gonna make a move on you, and you're not gonna like that's it. That's
1: exactly right, and that's even more code, which mm-hmm. means it's all code for sexual predator. It is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and but women don't wanna say, or are uncomfortable saying, you know, he's a sexual predator. Yeah. So we say he's charming, he's he's handsy, um, be careful. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening, you'll get the point. He
0: doesn't respond to no.
1: He doesn't. See? That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. That's right. Um, uh, that's a really, really good one. I'm going to put that in my back pocket. <laughs> Please. I would be so I'm tweet honored. That. I would be tweet so that. honored. Um, yeah, so I think that's appreciated because sometimes you just won't say anything at all. Yeah. And so it's better to say something than nothing.
0: Yeah, because I feel like I'm the type of woman that always feels like they need to say something.
1: Yes, I do say I do. Yeah. I do. My husband um, always is with me when I step in. I have stepped into many situations where I see a woman, a younger woman, um, you know, in an un- you know an unpleasant situation. You know, mm-hmm. being towered over on the subway, or she's drunk and staggering into a cab, and I step in and say, "Let me. You know, can I help you?" And my husband is just like, "I appreciate this, Helen, but <laughs> if this person who's bothering her turns on us, I'm going to be the one that has to, to defend, defend everyone." everyone. And I don't- I'm a lover, not a
0: fighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, bless
1: his Bless heart. his heart. <laughs> I know.
0: And I just like, that phrase is just like in my DNA. Yes, yes. I cannot help but say it.
1: Yes, yes. You blessed me when I came in, and I appreciated it. Oh, I did? Yes, you did. I appreciated it. I, I, oh, I took two flights, and my flight was delayed. Bless your heart. Uh, and it means sincerely, bless I care for you. Bless your heart until
0: it's... <clears throat> Until
1: it's not. Until it's not. Not. Until you say it in that certain way where you know you're like, Ugh. Oh, oh! Yo, your husband traveled for business every weekend for forty years, and you're just finding out he had a second family. Mm-hmm. Bless, bless your, your heart. heart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, no,
0: that's a that's a big bless your heart. Yes, yes. Well, I just want to say that your Southern Lady Code essay is photographed on my phone, <gasps> and it is like my party trick now. Thank I have you. read it aloud more times than I care to count. Oh,
1: I love it! And She's people so happy.
0: are always in stitches because it is. Truly hysterical. And it is so <laughs> accurate. One of my closest friends is from South Florida, which essentially means that she's a Yankee. That's correct. And, you know, she she was like, this explains so much to me. She's mm-hmm. like, all the things that you say, I now really know what they mean. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. They all... Just mean a little something extra but the thing that one of them that's my one of my favorites is um you don't have to get me anything that's
1: right that means you have terrible taste uh, <laughs> yes it's so
0: true i mean like i mean that yes you don't yes. have to get me yes anything. because
1: i will get rid of it uh, and she, mm-hmm. i will i will i kind of i get i get rid of stuff i'm not that sentimental and it will go so, i'll write you a nice thank you note and then i'll send that candy dish to the goodwill
0: oh so let's talk about Marie Kondo. You have an essay in the Southern Lady Code, um, how to make a marriage magically tidy. Yes. And let me. I'm just. Gonna, I'm going to bless you. And God bless you for adhering to that. You sound like you've really committed to being tidy. <laughs> and I
1: am a hoarder. That no no no. You're an archivist. <laughs> Yes. That was
0: another one. I had forgotten about that. I was like, I need to remember that. I'm currently packing right now, and I'm like, why do I have all this stuff? I want to burn it to the ground, except for the books, oh, which no. is the majority of it. you got to let it go.
1: Oh. I took, I, I, I. You know, I hoard and release. I buy books all through the year, but I also use the library, you know, because that's the that's hoarder's best friend is the library because you have to turn that stuff back in. But, uh yeah, I hoard books for a year. And then if I haven't read them by the end of the year or if I have read them, then off they go to the library. I have two bookshelves. No, no, I have three bookshelves. And they're small bookshelves. Yeah. And once the books start to overflow from the bookshelves, then they go they go out of the house. I live in an apartment, so I don't have that much room.
0: Yeah, I mean New York. I mean the space is at a premium. Yes, yes. I mean a
1: premium. Yes. But
0: let me. What about signed first editions? Is that a thing? I let her in- go. Oh. Yeah, that was
1: that was a a last step. I would keep. I know everybody is a guest in this well, room. I am just
0: so impressed with you.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, I. It, you will find books signed to Helen or Helen Ellis, and some people say they rip that page out, but I don't. Um, You know, and it it doesn't mean anything, because now I'm at the age where I am a patron of the arts. And a patron of the arts means I go to your reading, you know, I buy your book, Mm -hmm. I sometimes have it signed, but now I just buy a bunch of books and I don't necessarily have them signed. And you get the profits, you know, your your $3.45 that you're earning from your hardback, and then I release those books to the library. <laughs> yeah, you release them back out into the wild. Yes, yes. I think that's great. Yes. Well we are very
0: lucky to have you representing us in New York City. Because yes. we are a real com- we are a real novelty up there. We are. And you haven't lost your accent. It is perfect. And
1: it's a very inexpensive accessory. It is. It goes with everything.
0: One of my dear friends moved up there a few years ago, and she got rid of her southern accent. No. I'm like, girl, that I is will, your
1: stick. I will not Marie Kondo my accent. No. Oh. <laughs> um, but my best
0: friend is lives up there, and she got married a couple years ago, and she wanted me to read at her wedding. And when I did, everybody's head turned to the side in the crowd.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: And afterwards, everybody was like, we love how you talk. That's right. They that's love, right. They love how you talk, They Helen. love how I talk. Yeah, it is so. I, so do I. Charming. I, <laughs> when I hear, it, they just played a recording of me, and I said, "Well, I'm as country as a butterbean." No, but I love okay. your accent.
1: That's okay. I'm from the Mississippi Delta, and it is a whole different. It animal. is. It is. I think that listeners can tell the difference. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can, we do not sound the same, but to a New Yorker, we would sound exactly the same. We all
0: sound the same. Yeah.
1: So let me ask you this: You're from Tuscaloosa,
0: Alabama. Oh God. Okay, I was going to say Roll Tide or War Eagle. Roll, roll tide. tide. Okay, good. I was just going to make sure, you know, you never you can it. Um, one of my uh, dear friends, he's from Alabama, and after everything that's good, he says Roll Tide. That's right. It's like it's
1: like Aloha. And now I have started to do <laughs> yes, it. Yes, or Amen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is like an amen. (laughs) When my husband comes down south, and so I play cards twice a year in Biloxi, Mississippi at the Beau Ravage with my father. Naturally. my husband has come once or twice, and we're always there in January, and usually Alabama's going to be there for the championship, you know, on the televisions. And by televisions, I mean huge movie screens all over the casino. Oh, yeah. And everyone will be walking around with their Alabama gear, and it goes so far beyond, like a t-shirt. There are fancy button downs with the elephant. You know, there are um, uh, houndstooth dresses. And everybody passes everybody, if they've got any kind of paraphernalia on, and says to strangers, roll tide, roll tide. And my husband is just saying, why is everyone talking to me? (laughs) (laughs) So where is he from? He was born in New York City. His parents are from Greece. So he's first generation America, Greek-American, um, but he really is a real New Yorker. I no, married a Yankee. I married a Yankee, and I married a real New Yorker because he is coming to meet me on the tour in Georgia next mm-hmm. this weekend. My parents are driving over. We have family in Georgia. I have a lot of high school friends in Georgia, and my husband is flying down, and as I was booking the ticket for him a couple of months ago, he said, wasn't I just in Georgia 20 years ago? Twenty years ago, <laughs> yes. wow! That was just he the is other not, day. It's just the other day. He does not leave the city. He he is a real New Yorker. Well, there's just so much to do in
0: it's like, the city. Yes. Yeah, I mean, well, it's just like why would I leave? Yeah, there's everything is happening here.
1: You could put him on a highway or in any city, and he thinks Jackson, Mississippi looks just like Columbus, Ohio. He cannot distinguish. Any of it, and
0: I I think that is probably just a New Yorker trait. It is, and that's okay. It is. <laughs> we like them. Yeah. Let me ask you this: You mentioned your parents, and I wanted to talk, which <laughs> who sound hysterical and like total sickos, and I yes, love them. Yes. Yes. I love them, and I've never met them. Yes. The party foul essay. Mm-hmm. Please. Do tell you want her. me to give it away?
1: I don't know. It's I'm going to tell you. I won't riot. give it away, but I'll tell you this: I was 13 years old, and my birthday is right before Halloween. So we have this birthday party in the middle of the woods in a sort of roundhouse. And this is 1983. So people's parents just dropped them off in the middle of the woods. There are no chaperones other than my parents. And something went down in the woods that if it happened today, it would have been videotaped on everybody's phone. Oh, for sure. It would have gone viral. My father would have been sued Taught by every and feathered. every parent at that party. He would be in jail. <laughs> he would be in jail, and um, uh, but it was 1983, so you know some some things are just life lessons. I mean, and what a thrill! Well, everybody's still talking about it. Seriously. (laughs) And I think about kids today, they're not going to have
0: experiences like that because then their parents will be in a real trouble with a legal situation. Yes,
1: well, everybody's just, you know, sitting around with their heads in their phones. And it's boring.
0: Everybody's wound real tight. They're
1: wound real tight. I like that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So the... um, oh, i just... Your Instagram is just brings me joy nearly every Thank single day. You. Um,
1: <laughs> I don't do the Facebook, but I love Instagram. Instagram is fantastic. yeah, because it really is just happy. It's really pretty much just happy it's things.
0: Way more positive.
1: Yeah, although I will never on Instagram you know scroll through the discover area because i did it a couple of, like a month ago and somebody had put momo you know, you know who momo is momo oh, is yeah. some sort of crazy i don't know i looked at it for one second i've been avoiding it this what anime character crazy uh, thing i don't know it was something but, created in japan that's it, all i know that's exactly right and i saw what i think was it for a second and i never want to see that again so my scrolling days are over, and that's the worst thing I saw on Instagram. Usually it's just, you know, salads. Yeah. Sun, salads and sunsets. <laughs> that's Instagram. nice. It's uh, very nice. Yeah.
0: Well, you mentioned about a, your Steel Magnolia's quote battle. Yes. Which I feel like Steel Magnolia you get into it? is a constitutional right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, it might be the most important film of our time. There's no such thing as natural beauty. I agree. I mean, like, do not, uh, do not argue with Dolly, because Dolly knows. Yes. But I made my friend watch it, who was from Mississippi, and she had never seen it.
1: I, you just rendered me speechless. I think I had a little stroke. Oh, I mean, I, I, <laughs>
0: was, I was just like, well, sit down. Sit down. And you're buying it. And we're yes. watching it right now. But
1: I will tell you, when I rewatch it, I only watch it to when she cuts her hair. Because I don't want to see... I cry every time. I, I, want, I don't want to see the funeral. I don't want to hear about the football hair. I don't want to see the veins. I don't want to see any of that. I go to when she cuts her hair at the Christmas party. That's as far as I make it.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think what my favorite. What is your
1: favorite quote? There's no such thing as that. No, this is my favorite quote. (laughs) Um, things couldn't get any worse of course they can, can of course they can
0: <laughs> I saw Drum in the Piggly Wiggly the other day and I smiled at the son of a bitch before I couldn't
1: help myself <laughs> he's a real gentleman I bet he p- takes the dishes out of the sink before he pees in it uh, Weezer Boudreaux is my higher power I mean
0: um Is there anything, we're getting close to the end, I hate to cut Steel Magnolia short because it's really the only thing I care about (laughs) on a daily day basis. Um, Is there anything else on the horizon as far as your writing? We need more of you forever.
1: Well, thank you. Well, I'm thinking about it. You know, I'm thinking about it. I'm really someone who after, again, after the road that's taken me here, I really appreciate the moment. So I'm really having fun just being with you and talking about this book and reading from this book. But I'm thinking that I wouldn't mind writing another true book of stories. Well, I'm so glad
0: that you came back to writing because your voice is. I don't feel like there was a voice like yours and I I met you I'm actually met you 2 years ago at the book festival. I know you did. Oh, you did? You remember <laughs> yes, me? Yes, I did. Oh, that makes me so happy. And I just like you are the person that I talked about the whole time. I was oh, like thank she was you. so kind and just bubbly and nice and I've just been such an admirer of yours ever since. I made my dad read American Housewife. Oh Life. my god! He loves it. He was he's part of your demographic. Woo. And um, when so- when I found out about Southern Lady Code coming out, I was like positively giddy. And <laughs> I no longer watched Lemuria, and I hunted uh, an advanced reader copy because oh. it was like that was that was my constitutional right was to have <laughs> that um, advanced reader copy, and I just. Anybody I introduce um, to you, they just think that you are just the greatest thing, oh, and I do. You. I think you are a treasure. You are from Alabama, I mean, and that's okay. We like <laughs> Alabama. No, I'm My picky. mother
1: is from Yazoo City, Mississippi. I'm from the Delta. Okay, yeah, so I, I have a free pass around you here. You do. So you're <laughs> you're one of us. Uh, well, yeah, I'm gonna
0: we're gonna claim you.
1: <laughs> um,
0: we're just so excited about you coming to the book festival this year. Let me
1: tell you, the Mississippi Book Festival is. Probably one of the best festivals out there. It's incredibly well run, and I enjoy a fan. They give us. Fans, as it is e- hotter than Yes, hell. Eudora Wealthy fans, uh, fans for a Eudora Wealthy fan. And thank you, Helen, for
0: joining us today. You can follow her on Instagram under her handle American Housewife. Right on Mississippi is produced in partnership with Mississippi Public Broadcasting for the Mississippi Book Festival, the South Literary Lawn Party. Thank you, Helen. I love it. <laughs> thank you.